What's up everybody, Michael Ninja's back at it again. You know how I like to do it. Press record and speak what's on my mind. How y'all doing today, people? I hope you're blessed. I hope you're being a blessing to someone in need. And welcome back. Have you ever wondered if there were aliens walking around, walking amongst us, hybrids? How did they uh, intermingle with us? I had a theory. I had a theory that these people that become missing, become lost, um, missing people may have been taken, experimented, and then dropped far away somewhere. Um, Mountains, woods, and they find their way back into a civilization. People take them in. People you know, uh, console them, uh, provide for them, what and what not, and then maybe start a relationship and have children, have offsprings, which are even more human-like. It's just a thought. It's just a possibility. What's your thoughts on it? Well, besides that, take a listen to this. By the late 1980s, the Stargate project was in full swing. Declassified files show the U.S. government had used remote viewing, the ability to physically see locations at a distance, for over a decade. When browsing the CIA archives, we found something that made us do a double take. The apparent discovery of three extraterrestrial bases by an intelligence analyst. The obscure handwritten document, subclassified Sunstreak, under purview of the DOD's Defense Intelligence Agency, describes secret, underground facilities. One is reported beneath Mount Hayes, Alaska. Despite its status as the highest mountain in the state's eastern range, Hayes is rarely climbed due to its remoteness and inaccessibility. It's also at the epicenter of what locals call the Alaska Triangle, a hotspot for reports of unexplained lights, vanishing hikers, and even diminutive beings living in the wilderness. So what exactly did the US government discover? And could a subterranean facility have anything to do with strength? The story starts with this file dated January 28, 1987. Remote viewer MR, possibly Mel Riley, a veteran of the unit. The session lasted 82 minutes and discussed personnel associated ET bases so far have run into three types of entities associated with bases at various locations within the solar system, the report writes. Mount Hayes, there appear to be two types of entities associated with this site. Those located outside the structure were accomplishing some sort of routine task, unable to make contact with them or gain information of any sort. It's worth noting, in some remote viewing sessions, analysts were able to make contact with individuals residing within the target location. He continues, Inside the structure were two entities, one sitting at some sort of circular console with a round screen-like object. The other was busy doing something in the background. The entity at the console appeared to be human in form, but lacked definitive facial features. MR did make contact with him. He seemed friendly enough and invited me to observe his actions as well. Notes showed the base had a color palette of dark blue, black and brown, with some orange-yellowish dirt. 
Writes, it felt like being at the bottom of a canyon looking up at rough natural rock. MR adds that it is dark, spacious, and made of old stone. He noticed a strange sensation on his hand, like it was being energized somehow. The session next moves to South America or Africa. He can't quite tell. But he notes two kinds of entities are here too. The first had a very large, round-shaped head on a slender neck. Very unhuman in appearance, almost robot-like, unable to make any contact. Though, the obvious question is, what is going on here? It appears the project, back when it was under control of the army and called Scanate, first became aware of the possibility of underground bases. Skip Atwater, founder of the unit, writes on his website, Pat Price unofficially remote-viewed the secret locations and reported his findings to Scanate in the 70s. Price, like MR, described a base deep beneath Mount Hayes. He believed the entities in the facilities were human-looking, but had a different type of heart, lungs, and eyes. According to Atwater, the intelligence community attempted to corroborate Price's findings in the secretive project 8200. CIA records do back some of this up. Price worked on Scanade, according to this now-declassified report. And a retrospective analysis of Pat Price's observations was done in the late 1980s, this budget statement shows. There is no mention of Project 8200, that's unredacted at least, in the database. It appears the document we showed earlier, discussing entities under Mount Hayes, is the only such corroboration of Price's claims in the CIA's Stargate files. But Atwater does share more details of what Project 8200 analysts saw, now in the public domain. In February 1985, a viewer described a hollow mountain in a cold climate with electronic monitoring equipment and metallic ships which are very quick. The site was staffed by people who were thin, unemotional, cold, and had a programmed feeling. These beings were isolated and seemed to have a purpose of being there. They felt unearthly, he noted. That same day, another analyst did her own CRV session of the Alaskan mountain and noted something similar. Part of the internal structure was hollow and it had unpleasant odors. A third analyst, who will remind you viewed this independently of the others, corroborates more. The region is desolate, he said, and the people working at the site were subdued. Box-shaped electronics and large round objects that contained intense energies were seen. Project 8200 may have observed more, but only one more session is described by Atwater. A 1986 viewing of an impenetrable structure inside the mountain. The viewer noted it was like being inside NORAD at Cheyenne Mountain and that there were caves with tunnels and a very large dome. He described a dark, shadowy entity sitting at a console. It's without doubt that remote viewers made these observations. But how accurate are they? Atwater's use of a double-blind study confirms Price's observations, and the Defense Intelligence Agency was clearly interested in them. However, there could be inaccuracies. Some session notes mention analytic overlay. A remote viewer gets this when they're obtaining information and the analytical mind interferes. A pyramid-shaped hill can remind an analyst of Egypt, for example, and confuse the vision. There's also the issue of vagueness. 
This is part of the reason the CIA says they canceled the program in 1995. Results weren't detailed enough for real-world intelligence. Still, the review did find a statistically significant effect in lab experiments. So, if you want to get out of the rabbit hole now, we understand. But is it possible something does exist if multiple trained intelligence officials are repeating the same thing? We found no silver bullet that proves these sessions, though we did find strange phenomenon that may add up to a deeper mystery here. The Alaska Triangle. Mount Hayes sits in the heart of what locals called this large swath of land between Anchorage, Juneau, and Barrow. Since the state began tracking missing persons in 1988, roughly five per 1,000 people go missing every year. This is twice the national average. Many are found, but Alaska has the highest percentage of people who stay missing, and many are lost within the triangle. Such as in 1972, when a small private plane carrying House Majority Leader Hale Boggs vanished between Anchorage and Juneau. The search, which included the Coast Guard, Navy, Army, and Air Force, found nothing. No wreckage, no remains, after 39 days. In 1990, a similar craft was en route to Yakutat with four passengers. His last transmission was at 12,000 feet heading toward Anchorage. Nothing was ever found. There have been strange disappearances of people on the ground, too. Such as Rick Hills, who went missing in February 2004. He left the town of Soldatna to pick up his paycheck from an oil rig operator in Anchorage. Rick got his money company records show, but on his way home, something strange happened. Police discovered his truck two days later embedded in a snowbank just 15 miles from his house. His keys, driver's license, and $300 in cash were in the car. Tracks outside show he walked into the woods dragging his right foot as if he were injured. After about a quarter mile, he walked to an abandoned airstrip and there, his footprints stopped. Search and rescue dogs also lost his scent. Reporters later wrote it was as if he had been plucked and lifted straight into the air. A few years earlier, Alfred Kockendorfer went missing near Butte, Alaska. He was last seen at a gas station carrying hunting supplies. His ATV was found several days later, abandoned next to a creek. There was no sign of an animal attack, fight, or even struggle. His supplies remained there. Searchers found no footprints leaving the ATV or in the surrounding woods. There's also Tom Fitzgerald, who went missing near Paxson, the closest town to the southern face of Mount Hayes. Police records show he was with a hunting party. They went to sleep, and the following morning, Tom wasn't at the campsite. His gear was left behind. There are also reports of unidentified flying objects such as Japan Airlines Flight 1628. In 1986, air crew saw two unidentified objects that emitted heat into the cabin and were flanked by a disc-shaped craft. The sightings began 150 miles north of the mountain and ended near Talkeetna, 150 miles southwest of Mount Hayes. A year later, a U.S. Air Force jet flying from Anchorage to Fairbanks observed a large disc flying in the same area. Observations go back decades. A 1950 Navy evaluation discusses unidentified phenomena near Kodiak, Alaska. It talks of several airborne objects encountered by personnel. A sailor on the USS Tillamook saw a very fast-moving red light with the appearance of a ball of fire. Let this sink in. 
There are anomalous sightings near the area where Pat Price and others in Stargate viewed what the CIA called an underground ET base. And there are mysterious disappearances, some of whom vanish without a trace. There's something else. We poured over dozens of geological charts in the area and found something odd. Alaska is full of magnetic anomalies, specifically near the eastern ridge of mountains. A Department of Interior analysis shows this area has several large subterranean anomalies, including some deeply buried crystalline rocks. The area is also filled with underground caves, some of which are unexplored. This map shows a vast region of karst, land associated with underground tunnels, is just north of Mount Hayes. What about the beings Stargate analysts saw? Does anyone else say they've seen them? Countless stories passed down by indigenous peoples of the area tell a legend of little people that they say live underground or inside mountains. In Unalaklit, locals talk of Irigaks. Others in the far north refer to them as Inukins. In 93, travelers on the Noatok River told reporters they saw a little man. He had a pointed head. Suddenly, he jumped up and began to run toward the high mountains. The Yupik people near the coast have their own name, Pa'al Ra'ayik, translated to creature that moves underground. In 2008, a peculiar report surfaced in Alaska's biggest newspaper. A hunter from the town of Marshall claims he found a small boy all alone in the middle of a marsh. The child was disoriented, confused, and had no concept of time. He was neither hungry nor thirsty. The hunter said he found no footprints in the surrounding snow. When the boy was later questioned, he said he was brought into nearby Pilcher Mountain. He later said he saw little beings while inside. Obviously, there's a lot here, and one video cannot crack this mystery. But the totality of high strangeness in an area where U.S. intelligence agencies of all people took interest, well, it should make everyone look a little closer. A sighting from one trained observer would be one thing, but we have corroborating information from people of all backgrounds, from pilots to police officers, settlers to indigenous. What's up, Ninja Knight? Thank you for listening. We really, we really appreciate you for stopping by. Remember to come back and listen to the other episodes. Just a reminder, with your donations or with the sponsor, this wouldn't be possible. So once again, thank you for your participation and come back and hang out for a while. Oh, 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 oh,